Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love the NFL. I watch every game every week and I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty. Here's what we have in store today on episode number 84. Should be a short podcast, but wanted to bring something to you this week. I actually play in eight different Dynasty leagues, and so what I thought that I would do is give you a hint about what moves I've been making during this offseason. So take from about the Super Bowl till now, there's been about two months of activity. In all these different platforms and stuff that we play on, they all have different levels of activity. Hopefully you're in some really hyper-active teams or leagues where all the teams are active. But not only that, uh, many of the leagues have different rules, whether you're playing in a salary cap league or an FFPC league or you know just home leagues and stuff like that. Rules are different for what kind of things you can do, particularly in the waiver wire during the offseason. And so what I did this week was just go back and look at what I've done the last two months, which players I've tried to acquire in the leagues where I can pick up guys off waiver claims. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about the trades that I've made uh, this offseason because I did make several trades in the last two months. It'll give you a guy an idea just kind of on players that I value when I talk about this as well as what I think about this year's rookie picks because picks were involved in a number of these trades. So let's jump right in. First thing I'll do is just go through about five trades that I've made in the last two months and give you a little give me a little time to talk about the players and why I, why I did what I did. First trade that went down a few weeks ago was Johnny Smith and Darius Slayton for 2020 pick number. 2.4, and this is a 10-team league, so that means pick number 14. So I traded to get Johnny Smith and Darius Slayton um, instead of, and I gave away my uh, second-round pick, which in this case was the pick number 14 in a 10-team league. I was offered this trade by an owner who is uh, really looking to compile uh, draft picks, it looks like, and so I hit the accept button pretty quickly on this one. While I do love the 2020 uh, draft class, I actually had Darius Slayton ranked as the number 12 ranked rookie um, after I did a re-ranking of the 2019 rookies, which you could go read that article on my podcast or on my uh, website, or you could even find the podcast where I re-ranked the rookie class. I did that just shortly after the NFL season. When I re-ranked the 2019 rookie class, Darius Slayton was my number 12th ranked rookie. And so in essence, what I was doing is I was getting my 12th ranked 2019 rookie for now what I'm calling the 14th ranked player in the 2020 draft because it's the number 14 pick. Um, pretty close just on those two players alone. I probably would have done it. But Johnny Smith then is really just a bonus in my eyes and that he made this a little bit easier to accept. I already do have George Kittle as my tight end in this league, so Smith is likely not to start for me, but I'm hoping that he might could become tradable if he and Ryan Tannehill build upon the strong connection that they had at the end of last season. So that's why I was still interested in him. As for Slayton... He's going to be what is a really a great addition to an incredible rookie class that I drafted last year in this league when I drafted A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, added them to my receiving core of DeAndre uh, Hopkins and um, Keenan Allen. So I now have what I consider to be five 2019 uh, rookie wide receivers, most of whom, all except J.J., have already broken out. So incredible now that I have... Those guys that can just sit behind Hopkins and Allen as they age, 
I can let these other guys mature, and they'll be in my starting lineups for sure in various points of the next season. Next trade that went down was I traded, uh, this one's going to need some explanation for sure, I traded pick 1.2 in the 2020 draft. Um, I traded to get pick 1.2, rather, but I gave away pick 105 and pick 2-1, which in this 10-person, 10-team league is uh, pick number 11 total. So I gave away pick number 5 and number 11 to move up to number 2. But this is why this requires a little context. I was willing to give up 5 and 11 because I knew that I already had pick 101. And so what I'm really doing here is I'm securing myself pick number 1 and pick number 2 in this league. And so I thought that that was pretty important. Uh, my running back's spot is the weakest spot on this team. I did pick up Miles Sanders in the draft last year, but he's the only strong running back that I have. And I really wanted to assure myself that I would get the two best running backs in this year's class to strengthen my team. So I want to handpick my two favorite guys instead of hoping that my second favorite running back would fall to me at 1.5 or just really more realistic, realistic what I do is I have to settle for what would probably be my fourth or fifth best player or fourth or fifth best running back if I stayed at 1.5. The other owner didn't have a second round draft pick, so I thought that he might be eager to have this 2-1 uh, pick as well. And so moved up to get up to 1-2, but I gave away two picks. So, But I feel like it's worth it. I really want to handpick the two best running backs in this class. Um, excited to do that. Plus, I think that I'd be willing to trade either or both of these picks if the price is right. It would have to be a really good price. But the value of these picks is only going to rise, especially after the NFL draft, when we know which teams uh, the rookie running backs have landed on. That's going to make a huge difference. Third trade that I made this offseason was Austin Eckler for 2020 pick 1.7. So first round pick in the middle of the round 1.7 for Austin Eckler. Um, this is a trade that my uh, co-owner Dave Brown and I made in our Reality Sports Online League um, after the other owner put Eckler on the trading block just before the free agency period, not the, the NFL free agency period started. So a little context here. This is a salary cap league, and Eckler was signed for two more years at a relatively low price. He was actually the 14th highest paid running back, but last year he was the fourth highest scoring running back in this PPR league. And so we were really willing to part with pick number 1-7 because we also have pick 1-6 as well. And the rookie running back contracts in the middle of the first round when you pick them up in one of these salary cap leagues really would have only saved us about $3 million a year. So rookie running back in there would have been about $8 million a year where this uh, here we were getting Eckler at about $11 million a year. So we wanted to go with the proven player, even if it was a little bit more expensive. And Dave and I were pretty confident that the Chargers were going to let Melvin Gordon go in free agency and then re-sign Eckler. This is the best part of this trade. It's three days after we made this trade and clicked accept, or the other owner actually clicked accept, we offered it. Three days later, Eckler signed his new contract with the Chargers, and we ended up looking pretty smart on that one, I think. Next trade that I made uh, was uh, 2020 pick 3.2, which really turned into the pick number 26 for James White. So I traded away James White and acquired pick number 26 or 3.2. I made this in my FFPC league, which is very thin rosters, 20 players, including a kicker and defense. But not only that, by March 31st in FFPC leagues, you have to cut to 16 players including a kicker and a defense. So nearing the cut date, I received a message from another owner who acknowledged that my roster was strong. He said, hey, I realize it's going to be hard for you to cut down to 16 players. Just want to let you know that I'm interested in James White and Robbie Anderson in case you want to drop them. You know, throw something out to me because I think I would like them. So that's what I did. I traded away my 2020 first round and second round picks last year in this league during the startup draft. So I don't have a first or second round. 
So that's why I was re really eager to get maybe a second, third round pick here. So now I'll have two third round picks um, in this one. I asked for a second, first of all, <laughs> one of my first offer, but he declined that. We kind of countered back and forth and back and forth until we ended up settling back on this pick 3.2 or pick number 26. Um, I feel like it's good value for a player that I was going to cut anyway. I do love James White, especially in PPR leagues. That's why I drafted him in the startup draft last year, probably higher than most people would have drafted him. But I think Tom Brady's a huge factor in what made White so productive the last few years. And so that's why I was willing uh, to part with White. I was going to cut him, but instead of cutting him, was able to get pick number 26 out of it. So I'm happy about that. Finally, as far as trades, this one just went down this, this week. Uh, I traded... Uh, a 2021 fourth round pick for John Brown. Again, this was a trade in the FFPC league yeah, that, you know, those, those thin rosters like I just described, and this was on the morning of the cut deadline. I had been trying to acquire Brown from this owner for about a week. He put him on the trading block, and so we were kind of bouncing offers back and forth, and nothing was working. I can only guess that he realized that he was going to have to cut him because that I w or maybe I was the only owner that showed interest. So he made this offer, which is really not much. I was I was glad to accept it. I don't value picks as much in the FFPC leagues because the rosters are so, are so thin and it's hard to hold on to unproven rookies when you have to trim your roster down to 14 positional players by March 31st every year. And so I'm new to FFPC, so I'll admit that this might be the wrong strategy, but that's the way that I'm valuing veterans over draft picks right now. So I'm going to be happy to have John Brown on my team next year and not worry about that fourth round pick two years from now. Let's talk a little bit about waiver wire. So, you know, most of our leagues aren't very active, and hopefully you got a few that are very active, and uh, some don't allow us to actually make waiver picks during the year, which I, I think is a drag because I love seeing players' values shift during the free agent NFL's free agency period, and so that's a good time to grab guys or drop guys because you learn a little bit about what teams are thinking. Um, so I'm in several leagues, though, where we actually do get to make acquisitions uh, off the waiver wire during the offseason. And I went back and looked over the last two months, who are the players that I've acquired the most of or at all, a player maybe just in one league that I've picked up. And so here's five players that I've picked up. I uh, hope this could be a service to you. You might go check if they might be on the waiver wire in your leagues too, provided your league allows you <laughs> to still pick guys up here in the offseason. First guy was Tyrod Taylor. I very sneakily picked him up uh, before it was announced that the Chargers were not going to bring back Phillip Rivers. Once Philip Rivers moved his home, you remember that story was leaked out, and then it was kind of radio silent between him and the team, I figured it was really worth a stab at grab grabbing Taylor. So I picked him up in a couple leagues where, particularly the leagues where quarterbacks were not a strength of my team, really just to see what could happen. I think LA could draft a rookie quarterback, which would make this pretty much a worthless claim on my part, ultimately. Um, they could also get Jameis Winston or Cam Newton, which would make this make you know Tyrod droppable like instantly. Um, but that said, Taylor has uh, produced in a few seasons where he has been the starter on a team. Plus, the Chargers are loaded with weapons for him, with Williams and Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and now Eckler. Uh, I think it's really worth a wait to see what's going to happen here. Um, he could be kind of a guy that you stream as a quarterback on my team. I really might be keeping him, uh, particularly if they don't bring in a veteran. Next guy I'll mention that I picked up just in one league was Nick Foles. I made this claim right after Foles was traded to the Bears. I've never been a very big fan of Foles, um, but I do think that he'll be a starter in 2020, beating out Mitch Trubisky. Um, the coaching staff uh, has worked with Foles before there, so I, so I think that they know what he can and what he cannot do. So I only made this claim in one league, um, and it's the league where I'm weakest at quarterback, largely because Jameis Winston is not on an NFL roster right now, which 
that's been my most disappointing thing of the free of the free agency period is Winston because I own him in I think four of my eight leagues. So if Winston signs to a team where he'll be named the, st- the starter, I'd be willing to drop Foles right away. But I just did this kind of to pick up depth while I'm uh, definitely losing Winston's value as dropping like a rock. Third quarterback that I actually grabbed um, this offseason is Teddy Bridgewater. I made this claim in one league right after Bridgewater signed with Carolina. So I went right to the waiver wire, looked at, to see what was happening, and picked, up, picked him up. I would have picked him up in all my leagues, really, um, if, if they allowed for, for waivers uh, during the offseason. But he was only available in one. Otherwise, I would have tried to gather him and grab him in every single league that I have. Uh, Bridgewater has a ton of weapons to throw to in Carolina. Um, and the thing I like about him is he's still yet to prove he's an average or above-average quarterback. I don't think he's had enough starts for us to really nail that down and know just because his starts have been so limited uh, after, of course, the gruesome injury that he had and the time away from football. I really want to see what he can do. He's got new coaches, new teammates. Um, I, like I said, I don't think he's shown whether he's um, above average or if he's average. And so I'm going to hold on for sure. There's no way I'm going to drop him. Um, and I'm glad that I grabbed him in the one league where I could. This next one's a fun one. It's Tajay Sharp. I've always loved Tajay Sharp. Other owners in my leagues can tell you that I tell you about it. I really have. Um, he looks so good, if you remember this, in his first preseason with Tennessee. So good that this is to my shame. I traded him for Tom Brady and a first-round pick. <laughs> Someone else already had him on their roster, and I traded him for Tom Brady and a first-round pick. That was among the worst dynasty trades I've ever made. <laughs> Not afraid to admit it. We all make bad trades. But, however, you got to admit, last year he had the best year of his career in Tennessee, which is why in every one of my leagues that allows for off-season waiver claims, I picked him up. Uh, call me a sucker, but I want to see what he can do in Minnesota. There's, of course, a huge hole to fill in Minnesota with, with Stefan Diggs signing with the Bills. And who's to say that Sharp isn't the best player to fill that role? Minnesota's likely to draft a wide receiver, um, but they will also have to make uh, improvements to their defense, which has lost a lot of players this offseason too. So I think if they sign a first or second round receiver, I'd be less hopeful for Sharp. But if they wait till the third round or, or later to draft a wide receiver, I would, I would hold on to Sharp. I want to see if he can win the job over someone that doesn't have the, the draft capital. And finally, a uh, guy that I picked up just in one league, though I wished I could have picked him up everywhere, was Blake Jarwin, tied in for Dallas. I picked up Jarwin in one league where, I was, where he was available right after da- Dallas signed him to his new deal. This is, the, this is the thing. If he over the hill, Jason Witten, who we love and respect for what he's done for our fantasy teams, if he can score and become a top 12 tight end in Dallas last year, which he was, it's ridiculous, then surely Jarwin can come close to the same. If not, you would think exceed it given just the age difference in his greater athletic ability right now. I was thrilled to add Jarwin to my team in one league, and I've tried to acquire him via trade this offseason too. And to tell you the truth, I'm going to keep coming after him the rest of the season. I want to try to get him this offseason um, from other teams. I'm going to make uh, aggressive trades to try to do so. So I hope that helps you guys think about a few players, think about the players that I've been trying to grab off the waiver wire and trades that I've made to try to sharpen my teams. Hope that you guys are Dynasty Freaks, which means that you do manage your team 365 days a year. That's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. As always, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than I am with Twitter, so email me anytime. And I, of course, would be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. To me. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate your support, and I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. 
We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.